0: Hello, and thanks for listening to the Geek to English Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by SiteGround. SiteGround is known for its quality web hosting services. Learn more about them at SiteGround.com. Welcome to the Geek to English Podcast. Each week on the Geek to English podcast, we are going to discuss a different technical topic in plain old English. No unexplained technical terms, no insider jargon, no developer speak. We take the technical and make it easy to understand. We translate geek to English. Welcome to the 2020 Grab Bag episode of the Geek to English podcast. In this episode, I'm going to take several unanswered questions that I've been asked over the past year and answer them. These questions all come from the webinars that I host each month with SiteGround. So, without further prologue, let's dive right in. Question number one. Are WordPress sites responsive? You know, this is a great question to start with. The answer is, it depends. Now, you need to get used to hearing that. It's the answer to most things in tech. It depends on the thing It depends on the theme you're using for your site. For instance, as of this recording, the default theme for WordPress is 2020. 2020 is a responsive site. If you are in doubt, ask your theme's author. From what I've observed, most of the good paid themes these days are almost always responsive. If you buy one of the budget themes, make sure and ask before you buy even better get a sample url and pull it up on both your tablet and your phone second question how do you manage a large database around 30 gigabytes and i want to be able to fetch the data in a fraction of a second well first the good news 30 gigabytes isn't a real big database these days when you get past 100 gigabytes then in most cases you're starting to get to the lower bounds of large database That having been said, there are more factors than just the size of your tables that determine how fast your queries execute. The easy answer here is to go as far as you can with caching before you try to start tuning your database queries. Good hosts have caching options ready for you. If your hosting partner is SiteGround, use their caching plugin and Redis to speed things up before you start doing anything else. If you're still not getting the response time you want and you know for sure that it's your database, then hire a database developer. The WooCommerce and WordPress tables are pretty much well-tuned. You're not going to find many problems there unless you're doing something custom. Your developer will need to examine the queries that are being executed and see if either a new index is appropriate or if the queries themselves have to be tuned. If you've got custom plugins, this is probably where you'll find the most room for improvement. The bottom line is there are no plugins you can install that will examine your database queries and recommend solutions. It's going to take a developer, and it's going to take some sleuthing. Even then, be prepared. You might not be able to get where you want to go. Sometimes it's just not possible to squeeze any more performance out of your existing infrastructure. At that point, You need to have a senior developer around to help you figure out how to migrate to a more performant architecture, something like SiteGround's cloud hosting. Next question. What is the best plugin to use for an event calendar? Well, it depends on what kind of event calendar you want. There are plugins that will help you create editorial calendars for those who want to schedule posts in advance and want a good visualization tool to see what needs to be done. Now, if these are the kind of events you're looking for, check the WordPress.org plugin repo. There are several to choose from. Your best bet is to install several of them, one at a time, until you find the one you like. If, on the other hand, you're talking about selling tickets to an event, and you want a calendar to show these events, check the WooCommerce Extensions Repository. Check out Tickets for WooCommerce, because it will let you sell tickets and it integrates with the events calendar plugin from the WordPress plugin repository and that'll give you the calendar view you're looking for. SiteGround has been providing web hosting solutions for 15 years and has become known for its fast platform, top-notch security, and exceptional customer service. If you've been sitting on a great idea for a personal site, a blog, or an online shop, SiteGround will help you get it started smoothly. If you're a professional building and managing multiple client sites, SiteGround offers a powerful set of tools for collaboration and easy management that will save you work and yet give you plenty of control. Enjoy essential must-haves included for free in all of their plans, like Let's Encrypt SSL, email accounts, CDN, automated daily backups, and so much more. Check them out today at SiteGround.com. Fourth question, okay, this is not really a question. I had several questions about payment processing. So I'm going to lump them all into one question, this one, and make a recommendation. If you are in the United States or if it's available in your geographic area, I like Stripe for all my payment processing. I use it almost exclusively. It's easy to set up. It has a very easy sandbox. It has a very easy sandbox to test in. And their fees are reasonable. Another option is PayPal. Again, if it's available in your area. WooCommerce supports both of these out of the box. And you should be able to get them set up and operational quickly, depending on the laws in your area. The other option you might want to consider is Amazon Payments. Now, they're the new kids on the block. But given that they're Amazon, they're pretty much everywhere. They might be a good solution for you. Now, personally, I've not yet set up Amazon Payments for any of my sites, so I can't give any direct advice on this other than it looks interesting. Question number five. My website has two versions, a desktop version and a mobile version, each with a different URL. Up to this point, I've been using canonical to refer to the desktop, and alternate to refer to the mobile. Is it time to remove the reference to the desktop as canonical? Absolutely yes. Well, let me qualify that answer. It's time for you to not have two sites anymore. There's almost no reason these days to have a mobile-only site. That answer supersedes your entire problem. Instead of bothering with maintaining two sites, kill off your mobile site and get a good responsive theme. You will save time, you'll save money, And in the long run, you'll save effort too. More importantly, search engines won't have to try and figure out which site is canonical. Most good WordPress themes are responsive these days. Spend the time to make the mobile view of your main site look good and ditch your mobile-only site. Question number six. What do you suggest I do to fix the issue of emails being sent from my contact form going straight to spam? Well, honestly, send more interesting emails. Sorry, I'm not trying to be trite, but the main reason people mark emails as spam is that they're not interesting to them and they're too lazy to find your unsubscribe link. So if you're growing your list properly, meaning organically, not buying names, then engage with your audience. Write about things they care about. You never mark an email from a friend or a family member as spam. Do you know why? because you have a relationship with these people. If you treat your mailing list like a cow to be milked, then your mailing list members will see that, and they'll respond accordingly. At that point, if you don't have an interesting offer to them in each email, they're going to drop out. And many drop out just by marking you as spam. If, on the other hand, you develop a relationship with your list members, engage with them, send them interesting emails that help them get to their goal, When you do send them an email asking them to buy, not only will they not mark you as spam, many will buy because you've helped them. They know you, they like you, and because you've helped them, they trust you. Question number seven, I'm using MySQL server. Can applications be migrated to the latest version? If so, what do I have to do? Hire a developer before you do anything else. Most of the time, migrating a database to a new version of the same server will not cause any problems. But you need to set up a test environment with this new version, pull your entire site, code, data, images, everything into this test, and then test the crap out of it. If everything works, then you can migrate your production site to the new version. Unless you're a developer or very technically minded, do not try this yourself. Whatever you do, though, don't just YOLO it and migrate in production without testing. Question number eight. Do you use page builders? Up until recently, I've resisted the siren call of page builders. Recently though, I built my first site using Gutenberg. I'll have to say I don't hate it as much as I thought. It kind of feels like a huge step backwards, and I'm talking Aldous PageMaker circa 1994 backwards. And there are a lot of things that I now do that are just not intuitive. All that having been said, if I'm the developer of any other page builder, I'm worried. Actually, I would have started worrying back when Matt announced Gutenberg to begin with. It might take a few more years, but I think that Gutenberg will kill all page builders, just like Amazon killed the local bookstore. So, if you're convinced that you really want to use a page builder, learn Gutenberg. That's my advice. Question number nine, when having a WooCommerce site, how do people handle reporting? I need to see all the sales, handle the cost of goods sold, and I don't know how to go about this. For WooCommerce reporting, you've really got two options. There are, as of this recording, 66 different plugins for reporting for WooCommerce on the WooCommerce extensions repository. See if one of those will do what you need. Some of those simply export your data to an accounting system, and from there you can get all the reports you want. Your other option, and please only consider this if you've looked at every plugin out there and can't find what you need. Your other option is to hire a developer. You can hire a developer who can write you a custom reports plugin that gives you everything you need. Since all of WooCommerce's data exists in your site, you can slice it and dice it any way you want. Question number 10. I own a hair salon with service sales only. Now I want to sell hair extensions with drop shipping. Should I have everything on one website or get another domain and create a separate website just to sell the hair extensions? This is an excellent question. Personally, I would set up an entirely different website for your hair extensions business and then link to it from your main site. This will help the search engines understand things better. You aren't confusing them by taking appointments and selling hair extensions at the same time. You can spend some time tweaking the SEO for both of them to help drive the traffic that you want to each site. Now, while I'm not a huge believer in SEO, I do know that the basics work. If you register something like IsellHairExtensions.com, it's very easy for the search engines and people to figure out what that site does. Okay, bonus question. Question number 11. I sell digital downloads. I have thousands of files, and I'm wondering if I should store them on my site or elsewhere. I'm afraid these files will bog down my site. This is a great question to end on. If you have a quality hosting partner like SiteGround, then no, having your digital assets on your site will not bog your site down. That having been said, there are still reasons you might want to store them off-site. On one site that I have where I sell videos, I store all of the videos on Amazon S3. When I sell a project, the purchaser gets an email with a single-use URL. It can only be used once, and then it's no good. This keeps them from sharing it around. The WooCommerce Amazon plugin will help you do this. Now, there are other ways to protect your digital assets, but this is my personal favorite. Well, that's it. I hope you found this Grab Bag episode useful. The questions, as I said, all come from the e-commerce websites I host with SiteGround. If you've got a question about e-commerce, join us. I'll do my best to answer it, or I'll add it to next year's Grab Bag episode. Hey, thanks for listening to the Geek to English podcast. Do me a favor. If you like this episode, find us on your favorite podcasting network and leave us a rating. If there's something we can do better, or if there's a topic you'd love us to cover, drop me an email at cal at geek, the number 2 englishpodcastcom